What's up, everyone? My name is Drama from 90 Days of Drama. You're listening to 90 Days on Fire podcast. Here with me today, I have Toad the Memes. Toad, how you doing today? Doing well. Great. We're covering season five, episode eight. The, se- the episode opens up with Brittany and Yazan. Brittany, epic clash between Yazan's parents and Brittany. Mm-hmm. She rushes to the car crying staying and I felt my heart felt for her I, I was so sad to seeing her ball her eyes out in the car what did you think about that episode that was rough to watch I think too just the cultural and language barrier is so huge that that just made it even more difficult plus she must have been tired and they just got done fighting the day before and <laughs> he had his epic blowout you know right. at her and so I think they're just having such a rough relationship and it makes me wonder if this is just for clout or if you know maybe this is just a cultural difference right right I mean it doesn't seem like she fully understood what was going on mm-hmm. it's on in the cars trying to explain to her that her demeanor her vibe her facial expression whatever you want to call it it wasn't vibing with his parents at all it was so bad and I think too that you know, it went from zero to 100 so quickly that she just did not know what to do. And so that and being tired, I think I'm like that. If I feel frustrated and misunderstood and I'm tired, I just lose my mind. Very scary, very scary, very uncomfortable scene to watch. I mean, thank goodness the camera crews were there. Well, let's switch over to Kenneth and Armando. We see after four days of driving, eight episodes in, Kenneth finally arrives at his destination walks walking up to the doors the moment everyone's been waiting for and we see Armando in the kitchen cooking up a storm this couple is so sweet it felt so real that was you know just their embrace that they shared and the tears and everything it just felt so heartwarming and genuine I think back to when Ariel met uh, Binium for the first time you know he (laughs) had one arm behind his back I know he was hiding flowers but it just seemed like insincere maybe you know, and then she was upset at his appearance, but the polar opposite. This was just sincere and happy to be with each other and excited to see. I think, I think America felt the sincerity of these two and mm-hmm. we've been waiting for a long time. So it was kind of like a, an emotional buildup. So it was, it was good to see them reunited finally. Mm-hmm. And then you see Truffles in the car and <laughs> <laughs> Truffles is so cute. Such a good dog. And Armando seems to be a very good cook himself. You said that in his stories, he's always uh, posting pictures of the dishes that he's making. I mean, that that dish that he made looked delicious. I'd love to have some of Armando's cooking. Me too. And he posts the recipes too, so we can try and emulate them, but... Oh, okay. So it's almost like Jonathan, you know, you remember Jonathan, yeah. from, Jonathan and Fernando, Fernanda, <laughs> Fernando, <laughs> there were words. <laughs> you see him cooking and, and, and being the man in the kitchen that something about that is really, it's a really appealing quality in a man. It is. We've, we're hearing, we're hearing Kenneth and Armando as they sit down in the table, talk about things and then issues with hot water and <laughs> I mean Kenneth is a trooper he hears about no hot water he's kind of just like you know it's okay what else is in oh the bank is 40 minutes away um okay what's next <laughs> yeah 
I think too, you know, if Angela were in that situation or a lot of these other women, it would have been, I'm done and storming out to who knows where, know. just out in the I, middle of the street. I mean, Angela wouldn't even sleep on the bed because she said it was too hard, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> and that's why you can see the total genuine love that these two have for each other. I mean, they could mm. be in an, a cold apartment with no heat and air conditioning and, and no hot water and they're still okay and making a joke out of things. I love that about Kenneth. Me too. And that's how a real relationship vibes too. I think it doesn't have to be everything perfect. It's if I'm with you, then, you know, we'll work things out and we'll take it one thing at a time. That's right. Home is where the heart is. Mm -hmm. You see Armando taking Kenneth out of, uh, out out on town, walking (laughs) around and exploring. You see the horrid on Kenneth's face. What did you think about the episode with the, the food vendor on the street? I think it just, it's normal. You know, I mean, Armando was said that this is what he's used to. He goes and he gets his candy off the street and there's nothing wrong. But I think from maybe an American culture, you know, the guy had a fly swat or something right above the candy. And so it's not very appealing. Um, so I can kind of understand him being a little hesitant about eating it. Um, he's being, as he says, cautious. Yes, cautious <laughs> because we don't know what's going to happen. Honestly, I've, I've traveled and I've eaten street food. And I have to say that uh, if you're born there and you live there and you eat those types of food growing up, and if you're just a visitor for the first time eating off of a, a food vendor's truck, or they don't even have a truck. They just literally like what you see with the wagon wheel and the food mm-hmm. right on top of it. Sometimes our stomachs aren't made for that, you know? Yeah. So I did remember myself getting really sick eating off of a food vendor, a street vendor, I should say, in Thailand. And uh, it, wasn't, um, it wasn't the best situation. I just got there and here I am puking all over the place. But um, that's, enough. that's enough about that. So I'm just saying that Kenneth's situation is relatable and understandable to me because I've been there. Um, I'm, I'm not the one to not want to try anything. I love trying all types of food. I'm a big foodie. But I've learned my lesson the hard way that you do have to be really careful with what you eat because we're just my stomach maybe it's just me i've just not made for that but my husband was smart he steered far away from, <laughs> far away from it and he's he's a huge germaphobe too so i get exactly where kenneth is coming from no oh, i like too that you know when they sat down to eat at that restaurant you know where kenneth was a little concerned that they weren't using gloves and he's like well what type of food do they serve here and the guy's like are you really asking that buddy you know what do you think that they're serving here but I mean he kind of had a point but I think he should have done more research and you know looked into maybe the cuisine that's out there and everything when I'm excited to go somewhere I research everything about it but yes exactly and I know that he's been there before too so Mm -hmm. he obviously should have uh got himself some pesos Kenneth Um, (laughs) I know and you know what like he said he didn't realize that he would be dependent so dependent on Armando Mm -hmm. to to help him with everything coming you know from how much change you should be getting and Armando was explaining to him the first time around he was still like uh (laughs) (laughs) you're supposed to do this for me yeah I like that he did at least carry some sort of a responsibility and felt that maybe I shouldn't put this all on Armando, you know, that he still wanted to be independent and, you know, to be like an equal partnership. But I think with time, he'll adjust. 
I think so too. I think Kenneth is a, a chameleon and he's going to blend in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he's going to blend in wherever he goes. And I see him making the adjustments and learning the ways and hopefully fairly quickly. I like the part where he comes in and, and uh, you know, Armando has the welcome home sign and he makes fun of the way he looks in that picture. He's like, I don't like the way I look in there. <laughs> that's kind of relatable. That's how I am. I'm like, oh, that's the picture that you used to post of me. <laughs> but I thought that was really sweet, though. He should have just yeah. taken it all as a sweet gesture. Like, I wish really I had a guy that would do that. But. <laughs> We're going to transition over to Tim and Melisa. You see Tim packing up his bags with his mommy there to help him. It kind of reminded me of uh, a little bit of uh, Colt and Debbie's relationship right off the bat. I mean, it was it isn't as creepy, you know, and um, yet. Yet, exactly. But I do feel that she she kind of resembles a little bit of a. Uh, Debbie, the way that she was helping him pack and the way that she was questioning him, but uh, maybe just maternal instincts, wanting to get these questions out of the way and figure out exactly why your, your kid is leaving that far away to find a girl. It definitely did give Debbie vibes. And one part that I didn't understand is he said, Tim was straight up, he's like, I cheated on her, you know, and this is why I have to go over there. But then the mom was like, well, she should be over it by now. And I think that's totally Debbie vibes. Right, exactly. I know that she was, she said that she was an au pair and -hmm. she came to to the States to be an au pair and also to learn the culture, study English. And uh, that was when she was 20. She's 29 years old now. So they've been together for quite a while, nine years. If I couldn't get the trust of someone after nine years, or if I was with someone and I didn't trust him nine years later, it's boy, bye, next. Right. It seems like these two are going to go in circles quite often and hopefully we don't uh, get too dizzy with their storyline and she talks about how the pain that she felt during that time consumed her and that now she's giving him a second chance she's she's basically letting him rebuild uh, what what they rebuild her trust i should say um not winning her mother back, that's for sure, because she, she states that her, her mother is pretty annoyed and, and upset with, with the whole situation. So right off the bat there, you don't have the support of her mother. You don't have uh, the support. It seems like if the mother's not going to support him, her whole family is probably feeling the same way. So and it, it's, it seems like he's just wasting his time going over there. And the dad doesn't even know what happened, too. You know, the fact that she knows not to tell her dad, I think it just red flags all over I think it just summed it up when she said their relationship is contaminated. And what has she been seeing him? That's what I've been curious. About. Like, what is what is there to wait and to hope that nine years later this dude's going to change? Like, is a cheese ball? I don't or cheese stick, whatever. <laughs> cheese stick. I mean, they were showing pictures of him. I guess nine years ago, and he didn't look that bad. And in some of his pictures with the suit and everything, so I guess he cleaned up pretty well. And she's uh, attracted to that. I still stand by the you can dress up a pig. It's still a pig. <laughs> <laughs> and Melisa seemed like a very strong woman. She works. She's very independent. She's well spoken, and mm-hmm. you know she carries herself very well. So, like she said, she can come off looking like a bitch, mm-hmm. intimidating. And for me, just at first glimpse, she kind of reminded me of Pedro's sister from 
Pedro and Chantel, just to, just her demeanor and, and the way that she is. Obviously, Pedro's sister is uh, a super bitch. So. Yeah. But um, we'll see how their, their story plays out. I'm interested in knowing how far Tim is going to go to please Melisa and her family and to regain their trust. I'm excited to see what happens. Mm-hmm. So what about Summit and Jenny? I mean, Jenny's still asking for these papers. Where are these papers? That was the shadiest lawyer I've ever seen. I almost wondered, I'm like, is this an actor or a lawyer? It's kind of hard <laughs> to tell because he at first, you know, couldn't bring up any papers, couldn't present any papers to them when they were asking them for it. And it was just so shady. And during his interview, he's like, yes, yes, Jenny has a great point. She should see papers. And it's like, homeboy, it's supposed to come from you. So <laughs> I don't see the issue here. Where's the disconnect? Right. It looked like Summit hired somebody mm-hmm. for, for that time just to tell Jenny what she wants to hear. Yes. I mean, Jenny's pretty excited about one thing, and maybe this is going to be the only thing that she takes away from Summit is his virginity. Ugh. So gross. I don't think that's true, though. I think this is just another lie that Summit is hitting Jenny with to maybe make her feel more special. Oh, that my God. Sacrificed everything. Um, <laughs> cause, because if we look at the timeline, right, he was scamming her. And there's, you know, a theory that he was scamming her before he was married. But when she came to visit him for the first time, we all knew that he was married. So, of course, he had already lost his virginity unless. Oh, weird. Super I, I don't weird. like thinking about it. <laughs> Super cringe. Uh, I it's hard for me to believe too that um, that that is the case. But uh, it's, Jenny seemed like she was really proud and yeah. to to tell everybody that she took his virginity. So what I guess it's proud of. <laughs> out of everything that you'd be proud of in your relationship. Uh, An interesting we choice. See, we see them heading out towards meeting his uh, friends at a picnic, and she was expecting to make some women friends in India, but uh, unfortunately, their wives didn't show up. Do you think that it was on purpose? I mean, one of the gentlemen there did say that uh, his wife didn't want to be a part of it because she did not support the relationship. So as being Jenny, I feel like she's, it's heartbreaking, you know, to know that there's so many obstacles against you, and you're there, and you're by yourself, and you're so dependent on this one person because everybody is against your relationship um it's going to be hard for her to navigate through india without the support of people in general and she's just constantly disrespected by all of his friends too you know that they wouldn't even show up to see her face and it almost and that they won't tell her what's going on it just feels like not only does she not have support but the people even in summit's life don't respect her i know you see them making fun of her Mm -hmm. off the bat and it's a sad situation, but Jenny is very strong. It almost seems like she's she's ready for these criticisms and she's she's been through it and it doesn't phase her, which is a good quality to have, knowing knowing that you're in that position. She still does seem naive though. I like that post that said that Jenny is the exact type of person that would fall for a pyramid scheme. I think that's <laughs> she what <would>. she's in. <laughs> that that perfectly sums her up. Yes. <laughs> Do you think that she'll get the receipt from this lawyer? No, I don't think she's ever going to get. I think this is just going to go on forever and ever. We're going to be on season 35 and Jenny will still be waiting for the papers. Mm-hmm. I Hopefully I'll have uh, one of our viewers or listeners 
weigh in on on the paperwork with India and and how it works. If this is something that's uh, normal, that it takes this long to to get some type of um, receipt back. So we'll see. We'll see how they play out. I want to talk a little bit about Larissa. Larissa, Larissa, Larissa. She heads back into the relationship with Eriki. And you can tell that the two are are with each other just because of comfort, just to have somebody there. I mean, at least for Larissa's part, it almost seems like she just wants to be with somebody to just have somebody there. I mean, you can see that she's codependent and she needs to have somebody next to her to to love to to pay attention to her to buy her things most specifically hopefully she'll gain some boobs out of this whole thing with eric (laughs) i i don't understand their dynamic at all but i think that is she just doesn't want to be alone and you know i understand that to a certain degree but why go back to a toxic relationship you know i she found him on tinder i imagine there's a bunch more guys out there on tinder i wonder if it's just (laughs) The known evil versus an unknown one. I love Carmen, though. Carmen seems like a friend that everyone needs. She's just trying to talk sense into her. Larissa wasn't having any of it, but I think that it's, you know, good that she at least tried to warn her, you know, talk to her about this. Yes, Carmen gives her an ultimatum. If you are going to get back with Eric, you're out of here by the weekend. I mean, tough love. Tough love does work. It does work. Mm Mm-hmm. Carmen sits down with her and and has that serious conversation with Larissa. And I guess she was more surprised that Larissa already made that decision to get back with Eric mm-hmm. and, and without talking to her about it first. So I could see why she was pretty upset. And she's been helping Larissa get, get back on her feet to be independent. But Larissa's back to being codependent. Mm-hmm. I do see that, you know, Carmen has been posting on social media and commenting on some posts about her that maybe this is not what ends up happening. There's almost this kind of alluding to the fact that maybe Larissa moves back in with Carmen. So I'm curious to see what happens. Mm, That is interesting. Carmen is a great friend. Everybody, like you said, needs a friend like Carmen. Mm -hmm. And she's so sweet and caring and motherly like to Larissa. Larissa's really lucky to have a friend like that. I mean, absolutely. She has nobody. And here Carmen comes rescuing her and, and sheltering her, giving her her own room. Do you think that Carmen is making her pay any rent? I don't think so. I think she said that, you know, you're here rent free and you're here, you know, and I'm helping you and I'm here for you. I wonder what Carmen gets out of the friendship. Maybe she's just a really genuinely good person and opens up her arms to Larissa. It just, it doesn't seem like she gets much out of that friendship or that relationship. I don't understand why Larissa just can't keep her relationship with Eric separate. I mean, I guess that it's a good thing that she's being really transparent with Carmen and telling her what's going on with her life. But I mean, there's plenty of times where, um, parents and 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 their kids don't agree with with their choices of partners and they just keep them separate they still stay at the house and they don't bring the that person over and they don't talk about that person to that other person you know so hey everyone it's your girl reality squad here i'm so appreciative for tote and drama taking over for me this episode i am in the middle of a cross-country move so it's just a little bit chaotic right now 
But I just wanted to sign off with you guys and remind you to check out our Instagram at 90 Days on Fire Podcast. And wherever you listen to us, be sure to leave a review that really helps our podcast get seen. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a good one. Bye-bye.